Yes. Yes. All righty. Let me put everything on silent. <laughs> Let yeah. us know when you're ready, Tina. <laughs> Tina's ready. There we go. That means we're good to go. All righty. Good morning. Good afternoon. Lady good and gentlemen. Night. Good morning. <laughs> yes. How you guys doing? Doing good. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's uh, Armin had a thing. What was it? Mean Mondays, right? It's a Mean Monday there today. There you go. It's a Mean Monday today. Yeah. Armin, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, glad you took time out of your busy Monday to join us. Definitely. Definitely. 100% appreciate it, Brad. Um, Armin, as all of you guys must know, and if you don't know, I mean, shame on you, but um, Armin is a, what would we call it? Would we call it rapper or we call it hip hop star? What, what, would, we, what, would, you, what would you categorize I it as? I prefer hip hop artist. Now, let me ask you one question. As far, I mean, I listen to rap music and hip hop all the time, but the biggest difference, what's the difference between hip hop and rap? What's, what's the main thing that actually separates those two? I mean, rap is the actual act of, you know, rapping. Okay. Hip hop is the culture around it. You know what I mean? Hip hop is just like everything that goes with it. So really living the lifestyle, the clothes, the talking, the way of thinking, you know what I mean? Everything that comes with the music. So that's the main difference between the two. Yeah. Okay. So Arm. Let me ask you one more thing now before we actually dump, jump into the questions. Is your name Armin or is it Armen? It's not Armen and people message me all the time, Armen John, and then they start and I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just really not my name, but I feel you, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame it's, it's, it, but it's Armin. It's spelled A-R-M-I-N, my real name. Okay, so it's, it's not Armen. It's not Armen. At all. Okay, so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, just to clear the no, record with everybody. It's on the record on the Wise Nuts podcast. There you go. There you go. Shout out to Shout out to all the Armens, but I'm Armin. It's yeah. like, look at it this way. When you're going to say Armenia, there you go. Armin. Just don't, don't yeah. forget the rest of it. All the uh, American <laughs> platforms I go to, yeah. that's what they say. They think my name is short for Armenian. So they think because I'm Armenian, I came up with a rap name that's uh, short for Armenian. And it's difficult to explain to them that that's not the case. And you how do you spell it? That's what I'm saying. A-R-M-I-N. And I, okay. But then the Armin that you then, created yeah, as far I as the brand. When I was maybe like 13, I wasn't even rapping. You know, I just spelled it as R-Mean. And then when I started doing music, I kept it like that. Mm. I just thought it looked cool, you know? Beautiful. So let's let's jump into it, man. Were you a mean kid, though? Is that why the M-E-I-N came? <laughs> it just sounded mean. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? So let's jump into it. There's a you are, generation you, you are actually not from, you're not from, uh, well, you're not from L.A. Well, you were born in well, L.A. Yeah, it's, compli but, it's complicated. I was born in Glendale, Glendale, Venice. Uh, but I was raised in, I usually say Amsterdam, but really in Holland. Why do you say that? So... Usually when I say Netherlands or Holland, people kind of look at me weird. And then when I say Amsterdam, they're like, oh, that's amazing. So it's like a lot of people don't connect that that's the same place. You know, it's the capital of that country. So I wasn't raised in the city of Amsterdam, a little outside of it, but I was raised in the Netherlands. So when people, when you say Amsterdam, everybody right away, they go, oh my God, red light district, right. weed, so this, think that. it's cool, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you say Holland, they think of wooden shoes and like cows, and you know what I'm saying? So, of course. Uh, so yeah, I was raised over there for 18 years. Uh, long story short, my dad's side of the family, my parents are from Iran, so my dad's side of the family all went to the Netherlands, excuse me, after the revolution. My mom's side all came to L.A., so that's kind of how they got separated, you know. Uh, but So me, my brother, too, we were born in L.A., but we were raised over there. Even though my pops passed when I was only one, uh, but my mom decided for whatever reason to stay over there. It's just kind of like, I guess, easier to 
be a single mom in like a European country. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also to be kind of still close to him was kind of like a sudden thing. So close to him and his family. So long story short, we were raised over there, but we would visit over the summertime. You know what I mean? Uh, and we just loved L.A., you know, especially me and my brother. So early on, we decided like after high school, we're going to move over here. Wow. So and, and that's what we did. And then my mom obviously followed. So what was the language you guys were speaking at home? Was it Dutch or was it, were you guys speaking? Well, not at home. At home was Armenian. Armenian, right? But yeah, outside it was Dutch. And school, you were basically, it was all Dutch. I mean, there's, they don't all really Dutch. speak English in Amsterdam. It's more of no. No, Dutch. It's, it's Dutch, but, but just in Europe in general, they teach English like really well. You yeah. Know what I'm so everyone kind of speaks, language. yeah, everyone speaks English like pretty decent. Yeah. But remember, the English in, in Europe is proper like, proper yeah, english yeah, proper. it's the proper english <laughs> it's where Ar- so, Arnold belongs. Yeah. yeah but i mean it's growing growing up in holland uh i mean talk to me for dad i mean your dad you said you you were very young when your dad passed one. away how old were you yeah i was one you were one years old wow so growing up in holland listening to uh or learning the actual other type of english how did rap come along is that is it from the visits to la or what was it it was probably a combination so uh, I was just always into music and somehow kind of gravitated towards rap, you know what I mean? Um, as a really young kid, eight, nine years old. And then I had this like, like an older family friend. His mom was like my mom's best friend. So they used to come over. He was probably in his 20s. And he kind of noticed that I was really into music and into rap. And he sent me down one day. I still clearly remember. And he was like, you know, I see you into hip hop music. But, you know, let me teach you what, like, the real hip-hop is, you know? And then he, he laid it down, and he played me all these, mute, all these songs and these albums, and he made me a list. And it was, like, all these classics, like Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, and Nas, Illmatic, and Gangstar, and you know what I mean? So, so East Coast rap. All East Coast. And that's the thing. Like, Amsterdam <laughs> and Netherlands and Europe in general, of course, you had, like, Snoop and Dr. Dre. But besides that, it was very East Coast, you know? So still to this day, a lot of times when I when I rap or whatever and I go for interviews, they're like, you're from L.A., but you don't really sound like an L.A. rapper. It's like, yeah, I have all these different influences. You know, I love L.A. I love L.A. music, too. But, yeah, I don't rap like a typical L.A. rapper. West Coast you know rapper. Yeah. So plus just coming to L.A. and like feeling that, you know, feeling like I was the American kid over there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So. Uh, English and hip hop was just kind of like, that's what I was drawn to. So, I mean, what was it like coming back to LA when you had, I mean, did, did you have a lot of family in Amsterdam or was the majority of your family in LA? So my whole mom's side of the family was here. Mm-hmm. My whole dad's side of the family over there. So when I came over here, yeah, I had like uncles and aunts and stuff, but I didn't have anyone like my age, you know what I'm saying? So all my cousins were way younger. Um, so it was definitely an adjustment for any kid like 18, moving to a whole different country. You know what I mean? Uh, try to like, figure it out you know what i'm saying so you graduated high school in holland or yeah. in the netherlands and you moved to la when you were 18 now did you move here with family mom brother everybody or so just my, my brother graduated uh, so he graduated a year before me or two years before me so he moved here first um lived with my uncle then then when i moved we got a place together me and him and then like maybe six months close to a year later my mom followed you know so you guys are all living here together now as far as mom, brother, everybody's back here, right? As yep. far as the immediate family. Yep. Okay. And then <clears throat> you went to school here as well, though. After Yeah, so I, I enrolled into GCC, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and then I transferred to UCLA. And this is in what year? This is 2000 and what? 2005, 2006, right? Or 2004? Yeah. Exactly. So 
I'm surprised we haven't ran into each other at GCC because I went to GCC for, two, for yeah. two years as well before I transferred out to North Like Northeast. everybody, right? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, we, well, you and I transferred out. And you went. Where did you transfer to? I went, no, no, no. I went to Northridge, Cal State Northridge. Oh, okay. I was your typical, you know, I, w- I went from GCC to like upper class GCC as far as like, uh, no, you basically stayed in GCC. I thought you went to Oxford. <laughs> no, Oxford? Oxford, Oxford University? Is no, no, I didn't no, go to Oxford no University. No, no, my, my twin went to Oxford <laughs> University. But you, <laughs> I know, I know. But you went to, you actually, is something that a lot of people don't know is you actually became a pharmacist. Yes, yeah, so and licensed pharmacist, correct? As far as license, of course there is. <laughs> I, mean, I guess you can get a degree and not get a license. Exactly. Like you don't you can, you can, or something. You can go become a. You can go finish. It's like it's like basically or the bar, bro. Pharmacist. You can go get your attorney's license, or you can go become study huh? become an huh? attorney. But, but if you don't take the bar, a, you're not an attorney. Then. No, no, I'm sorry. You can go to law school, but right. if you don't pass the bar, you're not an attorney. Correct. So you gotta you gotta dip into that because this is something that I found out recently. I had no idea. Pharmacist. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, just like, I guess, like all of us in, in the Armenian community, we were raised like, you know, you grow up, you go to college, you become a doctor, a lawyer, and not really a rapper or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was just kind of encoded in me, especially at that age. I didn't really even realize there's an option of not going to college, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I move over here, first thing to do, enroll in college, you know, um, while I'm trying to do the music thing, kind of figuring it out, you know, uh, then I transfer to UCLA. By the time I'm almost graduating, I'm like deep into doing music. But um, obviously, it's not going anywhere big or anything. You know what I'm saying? So um, I graduate UCLA and I'm already putting out kind of music like, you know, by myself. Armenian community starts already kind of knowing my name. So this is like the MySpace days. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, you know. Now I always give like younger kids the advice of like, yo, if you really want to be an artist the way I want to be an artist, and I always felt I was as good as anyone else in the world, don't have no plan Bs, just just go for it. You know what I mean? 100, that's what it takes. Now that I understand what it takes to go to that level, you know what I mean? But at that time, you know, again, I'm the first of our background kind of to really do it at this level you know at that time it was like yo armenian is rapping even the armenians were surprised and the non-armenians were you know what i mean it was like a mess uh nobody that i know in my family or anything that's in hip-hop or entertainment or you know so no guidance is what i'm trying to say you know no what mentorship, it... no guidance so i'm just trying to figure it out and if anything from everywhere it's like you know what are you going to do now that you graduate you're going to go to medical school you're going to go you know what i mean my mom here my uncle here my brother's already in med school like so i'm just like i actually went thought i was going to go to med school first but i didn't want to be a doctor so i'm like yeah i'm not going to go to med school because this music thing is too important to me so i kind of figured i'm like i guess i'll go to pharmacy school so what did you major in though uh physiological sciences okay is- 90% of that major at UCLA was pre-med. Yeah. You know, um, physiology, basically, you know. Anyway, so I ended up applying to pharmacy school and I got in and I went to pharmacy school. And, you know, I respect it and it's a great profession and everything. And I don't like dislike it, but it's just not like my passion in life. You know what I'm saying? So I finished pharmacy school, still doing music and everything, but really fresh out of pharmacy school, working is when I realized like, yo, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where were you working so, at? Were you working at like a... I was working at Rite Aid. Uh, oh, God. I worked at CVS before that. 
graveyard <laughs> shit. I've done Every, it all. Everybody goes yeah. through that pattern. CBS, yeah. Rite Aid, Walgreens. Exactly. So, <clears throat> yeah, one day I decided, you know, with my team, you know, my manager sat me down one, t- one day, Alex Cotto, and he's like, bro, like, do you want to be a fucking artist or do you want to be a pharmacist? Like, you can't juggle both things, you know? No way, And that's bro. the whole thing. Like, a lot of times we don't really realize really what it takes to go to that to that level, you know? Uh, so, yeah, you know, it felt really good to, like, quit working as a pharmacist and fully do music. And that's when you start, saw things start to change and doors started to open. You know so what I'm saying? So you basically went from... A, well, nine to five, a steady income, a steady salary, right. and you just left all that behind. Yeah, and you just basically dived into the whole right. hip hop. Hip hop. I feel like any entrepreneurial kind of thing, like you know, that's the choice you got to make. Um, it was a steady nine to five. It was a comfortable income, but you know, it was an average life at the end of the day, and it was not something that I loved waking up to to go do every day. You know, that was more important to me. So I had to take that risk. Of course, at this point, I have a license, you know, a few years down the line now. I own my own pharmacy. Renew that shit every year, man. Don't let that thing expire. Just literally uh, send in my license renewal. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's coming up. I know know hip hop's your passion. Don't let that shit expire. Of course. And it's become a great side, you know, business for me. Um, 100%. So, you know, things work out at the end of the day in a way they're supposed to work out, I guess, you know. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of been the journey. And there's so many nice. people I know where they they get a license, whether it's pharmaceutical or nursing or even real estate, and they jump into something else. And, and then, lapse. and then, yeah. and then, yeah, they like they start making their money doing whatever they're doing, but then they forgot they forget about that license or whatever they worked so hard for, and they just forget to renew it, and it's gone. But you I know, mean, it wouldn't be gone, but I would have to take a board exam again. You don't want to. Do you don't want to go through all that. Yeah, you don't want to go through hey, that at no. all. Whether it's whether it's <laughs> pharmacy, bar, any any of those things, once you're done with it, it's kind of like just renew it and continue right. on with whatever you're doing with like just every. I re- I regret making that decision too. Actually, I I gave up serious? my medical license. Yeah, the surgeon book. Oh. You had a surgical tech license? No. no. I used to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. Oh, really? I remember that. Yes, uh, yes, at yes. At Cedars. At Cedars Sinai, yes. right? You were one of the head, head surgeons. And then when we started Wiseness, I just. <laughs> there you go. Like, you know what? Wasn't, wasn't that last week you forgot to? Yeah. I got exactly. but, but so going back to when you say um, so if a young kid wants to be an artist, you would. If you were to go back, would you completely dismiss school in terms of going to pharmacy school? Or do you think that that's a good way to kind of fall back on something? No, 100%. You have to dismiss it. Dismiss everything. Look, it, it depends what your goals want to be, you know, it, what your goals are. If you want to be, you know, artists in the Armenian community and, you know what I mean, kind of like mediocre level, uh, you could probably do a bunch of stuff on the side, you know. But if you want to be really, you know, mainstream, top of the world, if you believe it really comes down into how much you believe in yourself, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's artists that are starving, homeless, you know, sleeping in cars for months, sleeping at homies, couches, you know, before they have a breakthrough. That's the type of dedication it takes mm-hmm. for anything creative, you know what I mean? Artists, filmmakers, you know. Um, but if you believe in yourself, and of course, like anything entrepreneurial, there's a level like you know, you. You might have to get a job at first. You know, you got to live. But you'll feel when you can kind of like take that leap of faith kind of, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, college is great. Have kind of like, you know, undergraduate, have like, a you know, some type of general knowledge. 
that's great to go to like professional school, doctor, lawyer, you're supposed to do that if that's really your passion. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you go and go, you're going to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans. And then you're going to do something that you don't really love, which means you're probably not going to be that successful in that field regardless. Right. Pharmacist, exactly. doctor, lawyer, you're going to be cool, but you're not going to be the best doctor or the best lawyer either. If you don't really love that passion. So it's just not really worth it. You know what I'm saying? You got to do what you love in life to stay happy and successful. From what it seems like to me, you could have been a doctor. I mean, as far as maybe even like a family family doctor or I don't know, any sort of medical field, but you chose not to do that. You went towards the pharmaceutical route because I'm assuming you don't want to deal with patients and stuff. Yours I mean, my main thing was um, for sure, I don't want to deal with like, I'm, you know, I, I kind of get disgusted quick. I, I realized, you know, I don't think I want to see, you know, touch blood and yeah, not even blood, like. Even at the pharmacy, sometimes people will come and like show me their feet or something and say like, what can I put on this? And it's kind of like, oh. it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever say that to a customer? Hey, you'd be surprised. I recommended some crazy ass Armenian recommendations. That shit you. is really donkey oil, right? It is. Yeah. To, my, to my terminal patients, I recommended... Um, Yod, which is iodine, it's yes. the cheapest thing. That's cedars. <laughs> no, cedars. I use iodine. Oh, he quit cedars. He opening quit. up the uh, chest. That's what. I yeah. <laughs> cedars have, wasn't good enough for him. Let's yeah. say we have uh, people watching. They have 13, 14 year olds that are interested in doing this. Yeah. Most, further down. Ninety percent of the time, the parents are the ones that hold the kid back from the dreams, right? Yes. When, now that's what I want you to talk unless about. Unless your dream you is see. being a a doctor you know what i'm saying it's very difficult you know i don't have kids i can imagine it's difficult but if you really just i'm speaking from experience if you really just you know support that kid in what he's naturally great at and loves you can only be great at what you love what you're really passionate about mm. you know what i'm saying so it's a cultural thing i think look you know, at it's 100 culture yeah it's like an armenian but it's like an immigrant thing no I, know? I, I, I know people that actually would support their kids in this they're, like the new generation of Armenian parents are a little yeah, different. No, they yeah. definitely are. They are. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. Because I they see, see that success, well, success is not only in law, medicine, and accounting. There's so many other fields you exactly. can go into. And this is a one man that proved that this is another thing that Armenians are good at. Yeah, I think it's more of like like he was saying, it's the immigrant thing. Our parents moved to this country. They left. They sold everything behind. And I'm speaking for. I'd all say all five of us, five right? Of us they came here and they were like, you know what? We need to pursue a better life. I would like my kids to basically make money off of the end of a pen instead of basically I sweat mean, on they, their back. They want to go for the certain things. You know, you came to a country with more opportunities than they probably had and whatever, whatever. Or like you said, they left everything behind. Yeah. So we want to go for the sure thing. You know yeah. what I mean? And yours was the toughest. You get a doctorate think. level degree <clears throat> for sure. You're going to live okay. You know what I'm saying? Of course. The question but, was uh, leading into that. Let's say we have parents that have teens today that are looking forward to doing this later down the line. Are you, how do people contact you to get, do you listen to the new talent? Do you look into that's, that's finding what I've been, That's what now? we've been doing this last couple years, I would say. You know, like if you guys remember, I started this thing called the Armenian MC Cypher a few yes. years ago. Yeah. Um, that's one thing we got to talk about. <clears throat> yeah, so... I, that was one I've always been passionate about, obviously, hip hop and then about Armenian, you know, just the community. And I realized by meeting, you know, those guys from the cypher, like we do have talent, you know, even in hip hop. 
uh, in the community. So it's possible, you know what I'm saying? So I always encouraged it. Uh, so we did the cypher one time, people loved it so much and we made it an annual thing. But then after four years, I kind of felt like I keep bringing the same guys back really because I couldn't find anyone. No one knew. knew. I wanted to bring young, young, like teenage or like 21, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but there just wasn't anyone at that level that I'm looking at, you know, someone that's ready to compete with like someone. We put that out and we put it on like world star and like hot new hip hop.com and like, you know, the, the hip hop sites, no Armenian, you know what I mean? Sites, you know, people are impressed by it, you know? So I've always had my eye open and my ear open and, you know, just as a team, even, especially now that we're a little bit more established, like Pentagon records, we are looking for artists, and actually low key, nothing official yet. We kind of working with a couple guys, but, um, but yeah, my eyes are always open and people hit me up all the time. The problem I've, I've sensed, and this is not just our community it's just any young person that wants to be artist. Sometimes they don't really realize how much work it takes or how many years it takes to really just develop as an artist, you know, to get your skills right. Because, you know, in today's industry, there's here and there, we see a lot of like online, uh, what's it called? Like viral success. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you see like a little pump oh. who gets a $10 million deal because he grew up, he blew up off like the first song he ever recorded. And he was like 17, you know? One hit wonders, man. Yeah. And, and maybe he'll last, maybe he won't. I don't think he will. But what I'm saying is, that happens, but that doesn't really happen. You know what I mean? I literally had a kid come into the store to talk to me. And when I told him, like, you know, it takes dedication and all that, he literally brought up, well, what about Lil Pump? You know, he just did it like that. Why can't I just do something crazy? <laughs> well, that's so what like, they see all day. That's right, what they see. It's like see. one hit wonders, and they go, hey, you know what? I could do I it could too. I could do that too. But and then when, they, when the work kicks in, and they're like, oh, I they, can't do this. Right, and they also don't realize that that is almost like winning a jackpot. I mean, it's two sides to it. First of all, they do it like Takashi Six Nine or whatever. They do a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if you willing to like cuss out all the gangs in LA and like you know. What I'm well, look like, where he is now. <laughs> right. So like, it's, it's <laughs> either like doing very extreme stuff and kind of gain attention, or you know just literally hitting the jackpot and somehow the stars align and your shit went viral. You know what I'm saying? Really, that usually doesn't happen. You know, ninety percent of the artists you see now and that's been around for more than like four or five years. They put in like easily 10 years before they had their first break, you know? And that's just how it is. It's really just um, perfecting your craft, you know what I'm saying? Finding yourself as an artist, understanding, you know, what your message is and what you stand for and what your style is. So, yeah, I see a lot of people that might send me something, but then a year later, they kind of already gave up. They're not even doing it no more. Well, would you, know you I mean? call it timing as well, Arm? <clears throat> as far as like timing. right place, right time, right producer right artists yeah, around timing, you timing is everything with, with music but uh what i was saying is more the dedication of like if you're really passionate about music is like you're gonna do it regardless so you know regardless of you making it big you, you know you just kind of can't it's almost like an obsession tunnel you know vision man tunnel it's vision. like an obsession i heard kendrick lamar <clears throat> say this in an interview too he's like it's almost like you know you you just obsessed with it because that's all you really think about i still have that i had it at 18 and i still have it like all i really think about all day long is what to do next musically yeah you know what i'm saying that's really all i care for like if you take the basic stuff out family friends whatever all i really care for is like what am i doing next with music so it's really just an obsession i think with your life it was it was probably much harder than anybody else's you came here uh, you know with mom and your brother you didn't really have a father figure around 
mom was probably the one you know working taking care of everything you guys had and it was you know it was all on her but i mean how was what was mom's reaction as far as you saying you know what mom thank you for everything i i got i'm a pharmacist and all this stuff but this is what i'm gonna do i mean what was her reaction as an armenian mom you know what i mean she's still tripping are you serious (laughs) she's cool once she started seeing you know the positives results and she came to some events and shows and I was with her and I got recognized on the street or so, you know what I mean? She started seeing certain things that she, you know, didn't, you know, didn't expect. Then it was like, oh, okay, this is for real. You know what I mean? You no, know, because at the end um, of the day, she knows that you have that one degree that at the end of the day, you always have that back. Now at the end of the day, she knows that. she supports you. Know, you before I went to pharmacy school, she was in my ear every single day. It was tough. Yeah, I could imagine. What are you so immigrant Armenian mom, yeah. Armenian mom. What are you doing with my your son's life, a hip hop you know? artist. Like, and then well, rapper on yeah. top of that, and and yeah, it, it's. But so, you know, it's. I feel like the next generation now it's evolved. You know, everything's yeah. evolved. Even hip hop has evolved. When I started, it was no other nationalities. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not even Armenian. There was it was black and it was a few white. You know what I'm saying? And of course Latino. But now you see like a French Montana. You see like a DJ Khaled. Mm. You see like, you know, Bel- yeah. you see people that look like us. You know, everyone's kind of because it's. It's just more universal now. You know, hip-hop as a whole is more Absolutely. Universal, so. Absolutely. Now, when you look for talent, um, you're only looking for, like, the hip-hop genre or other genres, too? I think I personally more have the ear for the hip-hop, for hip-hop. genre, and yeah. I would know what to do with it, even mm-hmm. with my resources, even with my connections, even with what I could do for that artist. It wouldn't really make sense if it was, like, a pop singer. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what to do with it, you know? Would you be open to a new genre <clears throat> later down the line, maybe? I'll be over to it, but like I said, I don't think I personally can help much. You know what I mean? So it would it would it would need like a whole different team to come in and manage that. Are you looking are you looking to dip in? He's gonna he he wants to be a country singer, is that what it is? No, we went from wiseness to listen man, maybe the guy (laughs) wants to get into something else. How do you know? You look like a country star though, like a country singer. (laughs) I would say. How about you, I mean, A country? <laughs> you like any country music? You know, I actually, there's this rap country song right now that's that's like blowing up in the charts. You actually, look like you have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what time. My, my staff about. listens People to are not up on like my le- current events, guys. My staff listens to country We're music in the people, office. Buddy. I've yeah. gotten hooked on it. It's amazing. Country music? Yeah, it's amazing. I, I've music, always actually. listened to country. Well, it all it's like a story, man. Yeah, you can actually understand like I can relate to the story. Well, yeah. Most other Yeah, well, you, you could really imagine yourself sitting <laughs> there and enjoying on. that horse but, ride or well, something. Oh, you said like, you could relate to the story? Everybody can. Story. It's all about love and heartbreak. Sure. And, Burbank office. Well, majority of them are heartbreak. Okay. It's true. It is about heartbreak and stuff. Everybody can relate to that. Don't. Not everybody. <laughs> How can this guy relate to? Yeah, you, you've been married since you were nine. So <laughs> six. Six. What six. heartbreak are we? Yeah, these guys about? bust my balls for that every time. So <laughs> when you when you if you listen to our older podcast, you'll know why they say he's been married since nine. But we have we have a couple of questions for you here. Barkev says, uh, "Ask Armin his favorite NorCal rapper." NorCal rapper. Um, let me think real quick. Besides the obvious E40 and Too Short, um, Ooh, too short. I really like Burner. That's my man. I don't know if you guys know Burner. He started the whole cookies weed brand. No, no, he's no one at this table. but he's big. Uh, but yeah, if I had to pick someone, it'll be E40. Really? It's probably someone I'm forgetting, though. See, Too Short is somebody who I grew, well, yeah. not grew up listening to. My brother was the one who was listening to Too Short. Same I was a kid at the time. Dude, his when I would listen when I was a kid listening to his rap, I was like, holy shit, man, this guy's really. I was too tall to listen to Too Short. 
<laughs> but too short. But see, see, would you would you say too short to rap or hip hop? <laughs> no, look, it's not. It's not you either rap or hip hop. Like he, he is definitely hip hop. Because no, no, like, no. As far as what he turns into eventually. No, he's contributed a lot to the hip hop culture. Like early on, you can't say he's not hip hop. What you're getting at maybe is like he's not like a hardcore lyricist MC. Like you know what I mean? Probably that not. Kind of what what we call like the real hip hop, like a Wu Tang Clan or something. He's not that kind of rapper, but he's definitely hip hop. You know? Yeah, because his his. It, his music was like, dude, it was like insane. What? Yeah, mentioned something right now that's way vulgar. before you were born. I think. <laughs> okay, so before, okay, Easy. pre pre eighty six. Yeah, that Easy. was rap. Right was it pre eighty six? No, he no, was in that was early nineties. Uh, no, hold on, they, early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah, 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 NWA was early nineties. Late eighties, and then right. Yeah, late. It was late eighty. It was very late eighties. It was like 87, 88, and then it went. It dipped into like the nineties. Uh, I was listening to. The Miss Russos at the time. That's why I don't know. Oh, time sorry, bro. To who? That's another one that just flew right above this guy's head. Yeah, you don't know. Well, he was a very well known. He was Greek, but he wasn't. He was European artist. So he was basically you put the shot on the floor, you dance around it. One of those Greek guys? Not one of those. But what was he? I'll share it with you. All right, that's cool. But see, like when I. Anytime, oh, anytime, anybody, anytime somebody talks about like Armenian rappers, I mean, I don't want to throw any names out there, but. The Armenian rappers we had like back in the day, like call it like I don't know, like maybe mid nineties, late nineties, early two thousands. Like twins and stuff. Twins, yeah, they were. Yeah. They were, like whatever. Like that's the type of rap you would listen to. You're like, they were whatever. They weren't like they weren't whatever. But at twins that time, dope, you would for listen. What to they them, were, still. they were dope because yeah, no one had ever done it. Yes, but see, like, when you listen when to I, it, when I heard of them, I was like, okay, like it's Armenians actually rapping. They did have like an Armenian accent, and it was, exactly. And I think it was mainly about Armenian issues. No, I'm not it sure. Was, I think yeah, so, yeah. Uh, because I didn't like dive into the music like that, but they were like kind of pioneers in a sense. Yes, you know what I'm saying most well, definitely. When you would listen to it, you were like, okay, you know what? There are people. Let's support them. But you knew right away just because of the type of music it was, the lyrics and stuff. You're like, I don't know if these these guys will actually dip into. You know the actual hip hop industry as far as I don't as think that I, was their intention. That's what I, but whatever they that, did, it was just they were the ones doing it. I understand that. It was for this community. You I know, think it wasn't like they were trying to compete with whatever was the biggest thing. I think that's that great. Yeah, and I've noticed like the stuff that you do. It's a, a lot of it when you listen to it. You're like, you know what? This is this is something where if somebody listens to it on the East Coast or anywhere as far as like somebody who's into hip hop, it's something where it actually catches your ear and it sounds good. You're like, wow. You know who is this guy? Where is you know where is he from? What's he, what kind of music is this? And well, the, thank you, sir. Of course, man. But <laughs> the one I really really love is the one you did with uh, the wound, our wounds are still open of with course. the Kilikia background music. Yeah, that yeah. was something where you listen to it. It was it, it just it it really touched the heart because it was like you know what he's done all this rap stuff and then he just you know he puts in some Armenian in there and it was just you know what we're 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 on the board. And even for a lot of non-Armenian fans i have that's like in their top list of favorite songs yeah it's 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 at the end of the day a good song is just a good song you know what i'm saying like or a great song i should say it's just a great song and it just connects you're downplaying me. yourself man you're like good song great it was, that's why I, I correct exactly myself. i was like there you go that's, <laughs> that's song, better. Yeah, i'm not i'm not the type to like big myself up all day but like that's no song, you're a humble that guy song is, is untouchable song because every year people ask me like are you gonna do another genocide song or something like that and i'm like no like there's no i don't feel like first of all i don't feel like i should do another one but even no if i tried 
I'm never going to do another. Uh, personally, humbly, I don't think anyone is going to do another rap song as good as Open Wounds about the genocide. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Jay-Z or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So why would I do another song? There's no need. Any sense, don't know? don't fix not something me, that's not broken. Know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Simple so. as that. And you came up basically with, with, which is just something I want to dip into now. Our wounds are still open. The brand itself. Right. I mean, where did it, where did it come from? How did it cross your mind as far as, because this shirt honestly is, is now a brand. I mean, there's a million other shirts that are coming out now for Armenian genocide and nothing still touches this. This is something right. where it's literally like anytime you think of Armenian genocide now, this is, I, I, am I wrong? I don't know. Yeah, it's something where it pops I up. This is the so. first thing that pops yeah. up in my head. I can't see no, myself you, or anybody else wearing something different now. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason is that it's just more than just a shirt. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of shirts we see is, you know, organizations making a shirt for either to march or to fundraise for some type of whatever they're doing. You know what I mean? Um, this kind of really happened organically. So I, I did the song and that was like the MySpace days that we were talking about. Yeah. It was on my very first album. Um, at that time, like I said, I didn't really have a team or like anyone really. So we didn't really know what we we're doing, even though it by itself kind of created a buzz, but it didn't really go as far as it should. So, you know, now we're a few years later in 2013, uh, me and my manager, Alex Cotto, we were kind of like, we had just kind of started like a whole new start, you know, just my whole career. Like everyone I started with kind of went off and did like regular, you know, they kind of didn't do the music thing no more. And we sitting there and, I did a song with Game called Lost Angels. Uh, that was kind of like really big for me. The first time the industry kind of started embracing me, all the blogs, all the, you know, Power 106 played it, MTV Jazz played the music video, you know, not heavy rotation or anything, but it made it on those platforms. It made an impact or somewhere. For the first time, like, you know, those type of platforms were like, um, you know, just reaching out and like acknowledging me. So now... That was the end of 2012. So now it was like early 2013. And I was like, bro, open wounds never reached its potential. We never did a video. We never did anything. Um, and it's just too powerful of a song and too powerful of a tool to like kind of, you know, hip hop was like the voice. I always say it is the voice of the people, the voice of the struggle. Like originally, that's how the genre started. So um, me being like the Armenian uh, hip hop artist coming into the industry, I got to tell the story of my people, you know, so. We decided to remaster the song and like do a video for it. And then I was like, we should do a t-shirt with it that says Our Wounds Are Still Open, 1915, which is like my last lyric of the song. You yeah. know, that's why Our Wounds Are Still Open. Um, so then my manager's like, well, if we're going to do the video, then we should create the shirt and then you should wear it in the video and then we should put it out, you know? And this was like the last week of March. So we're like, okay, we have like one week to do this because otherwise it's kind of no point. So in one week, we created the shirt. We printed a few, you know, a couple dozen. <laughs> we shot the video and everything just came out amazing. And the shirt came out amazing. And the whole point was to make something the opposite of all the other shirts that you're talking about that you see. Because this is something that's, first of all, it's eye-catchy. Second of all, the quality and the fit is purposely, you know, a higher level. Because we wanted to make something that people, like, just like to wear. Just something dope, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. like has a powerful message, but it's not only to wear out of March. You can just wear it, just to wear it. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to be really Armenian. Obviously, it's you know Armenians would be drawn to it more. But like, 
And in the beginning when I was wearing it every single day and I just gave you guys all the shirt and you're going to see. Thank you, sir. I guarantee you every time you're going to wear it, some random person that day is going to come up to you and ask you, what does that mean? Because I don't know why it just, you know, it, it just looks like it's something powerful and people want to know. So really it became like a tool to go along with the song and the video to kind of spread this message and like educate people. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, I think it's the combination of the font, the color you've used, which is... No, absolutely. And the font came powerful. from um, Pentagon Records, which yeah. is our label, the Pentagon logo. Like, I have it here. Mm. You know, those oh, lines kind of. We told our designer, like, somehow use this logo vibe for the font. It just all worked out. You know what I'm saying? And then, mm. but, you know, still, we had no idea it would turn into what it turned into. We just released the video and... Next thing you know, our inbox is just flooded with people asking, what's that shirt you're wearing? Like, the song is great, but what's that shirt you're wearing? <laughs> it was crazy. And we couldn't even keep up with the demand. So, you know, we're just getting the shirts out. And then we started, really, when it really blew up is when we started reaching out to, like, influencers and, like, anyone we knew in the hip-hop game, like, bigger people. Specifically, Game was the first, I would say, like, major, major yeah. guy that embraced it. And he wore it and he posted it on his Instagram. And that just kind of went viral and kind of grew from there. Yeah, well, the game lived in Glendale. Yeah. If you guys, I don't, I don't know if why, you guys know. Yeah, that's why he always is. Uh, he's always supportive of Armenian causes because he's been around the community and he knows. You know, what I mean, he knows a lot. He, we actually ended up doing a remix of the song with him on it. Yeah, which was so, a great remix. I, yeah, I, which was awesome. And so, with the whole our wounds still open, you you eventually went out and you started Pentagon LA, which is basically a store. Yeah. So. And before um, you say anything, I used to work at that location. We owned wireless toys. Did you? Yeah. And, oh, you and, owned it? It was yours? Well, no, no. It was, we were, it was a partnership thing. But uh, eventually when the economy take, took a dip and Metro, PCA, Metro and Boost okay. came in and shut down everything and That's everything awesome. was going digital, we decided to you know, uh, close shop. And then something else. was something else first. And then, yeah, and then a loan place opened up That's there. Right. Loan place yeah, and then all of a sudden the economy took an even worse dip with the mortgage <laughs> industry, and then they were gone, and that place was vacant for a while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you and see the place is Pentagon shaped. Yes, yep. yes. And we've been Pentagon Records from the beginning. Yeah. All of a sudden you and see uh, an American flag on the corner of Grandview, and you're like, okay, what's what's gonna open up here and close in about another month and a half? But we're going on what? How many years two, strong? Two years, right? Yeah, and and last two weeks ago we opened our second location in North Hollywood. Oh, Beautiful, nice. Uh, right. so Congratulations. Really, really, what happened is like as an independent artist, um, you know how Nipsey Hussle just died. Rest in peace. Like, rest in peace. He's yeah, really, he's really peace. known yeah. for his like independent grind, and then you know getting his merch game up, and then he had his store. You know, right where he got killed, that was in front yeah. of his store, where he you know he got the store and he ended up buying the building and the whole lot you know he worked his way up so it's really just the independent grind of having merch we always had merch of course nothing like open wounds then open wounds kind of took off but with open wounds all our other merch kind of took off too yeah. you know it started working more um so really my two partners tina and kodo they it was their idea they're like yo we need to open up a store you know what i'm saying um and make it more like a creative space. So, you know, we have the studio in the back, but it's really like we're trying to bring kind of this creative hip-hop type of vibe to our community that you have a lot of stores like that on, like, Fairfax, you know what I mean, with these hip-hop kind of clothing yeah. brands. And a lot of a lot of artists do, like, yeah. their release parties there. So that's what we're trying to do. We do a lot of events, like little release parties or art galleries or poetry readings or anything artistic, you know, and we don't charge the artists. We want to have that 
space kind of for people coming up to kind of use, you know, because everything in there is movable. So there's um, a studio in the back. Yeah, there's a recording studio in the back. The one in Glendale? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the one in NoHo, no. Um, so, you know, that was kind of the concept. So we created the Pentagon LA, obviously with in mind to maybe one day we'll have the Pentagon New York and, and you know what I mean? There you other, go. Other places. And, you know, Open Wounds kind of became its own thing. It's its own non uh, 501c nonprofit organization now. Uh, so we kind of have to separate it. And with the Pentagon LA, we started the whole LA line, like I'm wearing the thing right now. Yeah. Uh, it started with like jumpsuits that really took off and then it created our whole line. So, you know, just doing kind of the hip hop clothing mixed with the music. And then it's like a true entrepreneur, man. You're, you, you went from farm from the whole pharmacy thing to the entrepreneurship and you're doing yeah. music, you're doing business, you're doing clothing, you're doing recording, you're doing everything right now. I'm all over the place, bro. That's a good thing. And you took time out of your Monday to be with us. <laughs> no, I came to the wise nuts. Yes, there you is. go. But we got to have our wise nuts closed at your shop then, man. We got to talk about that. We're going to sit down and talk. Of course, yeah, the clothing hey, line, man. That's what we all about. I was going to ask him at the Pentagon that you only carry Pentagon brand or you? No, no. Actually, yeah, our whole concept well, was... Yeah, our whole concept. My man's wearing the classic <laughs> shirt. That's this is shout out to Hyro. He's one of he's one of our mutual friends. Is that from the Pentagon as well? This is from well, Hyro's. Hi, yeah, yeah he, oh, they carry ca it. they carry it. But Hyro's actually a buddy of ours, <laughs> and what he does is his brand is called Classics. Hyro's mm -hmm. been been doing. Sorry, to cut you off. He's been doing like kind of music related stuff for a while, and then yeah. he started this Classics brand, which is um, it's spelled like that because it's the Kings, right? It's like Kings. It's uh, no, no, Kicks. No. So he does like. Cause you're wearing just the logo right now, but he does all these shirts that have like cultural, like uh, famous scenes of like the Friday movie or, or like Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Ali or yeah, like, very nice. but, but then they're wearing Jordans, you know what I'm saying? It's so, all about yeah. Jordans. So, so, you know, so like Muhammad <clears throat> Ali will be standing over the guy that he knocked down, but he's wearing Jordans, you know? And so like that thing really took off for him. So, you know, we carry his brand. Our whole thing was like artist related merch. And these independent kind of like clothing lines coming up, that's what we carry. So we have different things. We even have like Kanye and OVO. Nice. And stuff nice. Like that. Very but, nice. But, but honestly, our stuff is what's really keeping us of in course. business. You know what I'm saying? Of course. That's what they come in for. But yeah, we have all kinds of other stuff. Well, we'll talk about that on out, off camera as far because we have a clothing line coming up soon. <laughs> so. We've had some podcasts come and do like live podcasts from oh, like yeah. there. That, that's oh, that's, that's the type bad. of things we do, you know, like when you need a space, it's kind of like a dope looking, looks dope on camera. See, here's the thing. I remember, I remember the storage room back there. It was very tight. The back room? Yeah, the back, the back room where the back, where basically there was- Have the, you been there? I've been to the store itself and it looks exactly identical to- what it was with when we were there, we had the back room where it was oh, our storage room. There, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't so, been to my store. You've been there when you guys. No, I've, well, I've been to your store as well. Oh, okay. I've been to your store as well. But we remodeled the whole. Well, I know we, you we didn't. didn't change the size of the. Back exactly. That's there. what I'm saying. So that back room was it was kind of tight. So I'm looking at I'm thinking about the how you had you guys set up because there was the bathroom and then there was the walk-in area and then there was that storage area. The back area. I mean, the storage area is one thing. It's like a little storage room. From the back the entrance. back area, that's kind of the office slash studio. It's pretty big. It's like bigger than here. And this is pretty big. Okay. So you, you guys you guys basically, you didn't expand it that all, did you? Oh, did it have a wall before? Is that what you Oh, you guys took that partition out. So something is different. Apparently. Oh, did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you guys left. Okay, so you okay? You guys use the space efficiently. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. How about how about you go there tomorrow morning? And Jesus, why don't you go <laughs> yeah. draw it out for just, these? Yeah, check out the place. What do, you, what do I look like? I like an architect. I gotta go to the city it's of La Quinera to well, deal with other crap you, tomorrow. 
Shit. Sure don't could, remind me of I'm that, sure man. You I've could squeeze to... in 15 minutes to. So I yeah, doubt it. No, no, no. no. They're they're open from like the city of La Cañada is open from like eight to ten. They're building in safety. Well, yeah, it's a small city. It's like half a square mile. Two hours. What do you expect? <laughs> and then and then there's like one employee back, working. You should guys yeah. come by. Definitely. We have to. Bring we have some to. wise nuts gear. <clears throat> Absolutely. We have like a event or something, you know. For sure, man. People come get some wise nuts gear. It'd be cool. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. But let me ask you one. Let me ask you this now. There's obviously still a lot of rappers as far as uh, in the Armenian community as well. And there's one rapper who's he's basically internationally known right now. And a lot of people have been listening to his music. And, you know, you guys know who I'm talking about. It's Super yeah. Sako. Oh, yeah. is, so, he, is he a rapper? Would you call him a rapper as well? Or yeah, he's a rapper. Of course, man. I mean, yeah. Play Life Music itself, if you listen to some of his... Here's the thing. With Super Sako, if you actually listen to a lot of his older music and some of the music that isn't he like... He used to be a gangster rapper. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it was literally rap. Like, you listen to some of his old stuff where there's no Tatul or Haiko or any of those guys in there. He's actually... It, it's, a, it's, real, it's really good music, and it's, he's rapping in there. So well, now he's got a niche. He's well, got the niche of well, he's getting more, the right I, I think, Armenian stars to be. Yeah, but I niche. think with him right now, it's more of like he's more of like a pitbull figure, though. From yeah, what, from my is, understanding, that's exactly what it is. Isn't it? Right? Am I right? Like he's basically he he's, he yeah. he raps, and then he has somebody on the background singing with him, whether it's Haiko Tatul. But then now he's actually dipping internationally as well. Right. He's, I've known Sako for way. a long time, like. From like the first year I moved here, he's been into music very long time. Took mm -hmm. him a long time too, but like you said, uh, he he found his niche. You know, he found what works yeah, for him. That's really what it's all about in music. You find what your lane is and what you know what I mean. So he started combining Armenian singers with like English rap, but then kind of party type of songs. Yes, yeah. uh, and it worked for him. You yeah, know what I mean, so and shout out to him, and he's doing his thing. Absolutely, and he's dipped now. He's going in internationally as far as. With Matthias Grimm, uh, yeah. with the rap, and then well, yeah, that Migana song really took over, and that changed everything. Absolutely, it, it also it always takes one song, you know, yeah. to, to change everything. For so, sure. So, but but as far as like Sako and me, I mean, we the only reason we talk about him right now is because we both Armenian. But besides that, the music is just so different that but it see, really has nothing to do with each other. You don't I think, think you guys Sako could cut here? He would say the same thing. But you don't think it's something where you guys could kind of as two different. Just two artists, even though you guys are different as far as rap, it's something where you can kind of get together and be like, you know what? Let's see if we can do something with Pentagon and play life together and create yeah. something. Sometimes it's completely things, different. Sometimes things. All these years, like I said, I've known him for what 15 years. We've never done it, and I don't think we will. And I think he'll say the same thing. And yeah. I don't think it makes sense. Actually, we did have a question earlier about: Do you have? Are you working on collaborating with anybody? Since we're anybody meaning what? Like. <clears throat> Any artist that you're going to be collaborating with? No, or, or your own new projects. Any new projects yeah, coming yeah, yeah. out I'm for yourself? On, I'm working on uh, definitely my biggest album. You got some really big names involved. Um, well, I guess I've posted here and there that I'm in the studio with Scott Storch, so I could say that. Like on the oh, nice. Side. Um, got some big collaborations in the works, but nothing really that I can you know say yet. But yeah, I'm definitely taking it to the next level as far as that goes. Yeah. Beautiful. Good. Awesome. And with Scott Storch, I mean, that guy's on a completely different level as yeah, far as production and music. Know, and he's all. literally one of the best ever. And then right now, he's super hot again, too. You know? Yeah. Like he he kind of... He was quiet he, for a while. Yeah, he dominated the 2000s. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And then, you know, we all know his story. Like, he was, you know, addicted and, and all that stuff. He fell off, I guess, if you want to call it that. And then he came back up at the last like three years, four years. He's like in with everybody again now. Yeah. Like, all the biggest names you can think of. Well, speaking of addiction, there's there was 
there was a moment in your life where you were actually going to be collaborating possibly with Eminem, right? And something happened where where did you hear that? I heard it from somebody. So you want to do you want to talk about that or you want to leave that alone? Yeah, no, no. Somebody's done his research. Yeah, that's why I said it because I like when people do their research. I actually mentioned Tina today that only one person has ever asked me that, even though it's out there, and I kind of said it in the song. So you're the second one, my man. But yeah, you know, nothing really happened, so that's why I kind of never talk about it because I don't want to come off. I don't want to seem like I'm you. You don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about no, it. No, no, no. I'll tell you what I can no, tell you, but I, I, I've never really talked about it much because I don't want to seem like I'm just trying to use that as a way to promote myself. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Eminem told me I'm this and that. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, basically, I got a call from him. Um, this is like several years ago. You know, biggest artist in the world. I lost my mind. I thought, you know, again, my young mind kind of thought like, you know. If he calls you, it must mean that it's over and you made it and that's it. And he wants to sign you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that wasn't really the case. It was kind of more complicated than that. But long story short, he gave me a ton of compliments. And then it kind of was like, you know, let's just keep in touch and kind of see what happens. But I'm watching you. I never met him in person, but we have a lot of conversations like on the phone, text and stuff. Um but eventually it was around the time this it comes back to timing what we said earlier um if you guys know who royce the five nine is kind of like his right hand man uh they had a fallout and it was right around that time that they were kind of making up after like several years of like beefing or like tension or whatever and that kind of became and he even told me he's like that kind of became his uh his priority and then he signed slaughterhouse which is the group that royce was part of um and he told me, you know, timing just didn't work out. You know what I mean? Like, we'll see what the future holds. But for now, you know, that's what I'm focused on. And and then we kind of slowly kind of lost in touch. You know, here and there, I'll shoot him an email. He Sometimes he replies. Sometimes he doesn't. That's kind of where it's at right now. Uh, but, yeah. Just tell you, hey, really just, came out of it. just keep what, doing what Absolutely. We just keep One of these days. 100%, man. Because, um, you know, what, what you're doing is something special, man. And for somebody like that to reach out to you, and sorry for putting you on the spot. I didn't mean... No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. Hard work always pays off. It, it's a good thing. I'm just saying I, I, I usually don't bring it up because I don't... You know what? You know that, what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Spoken, spoken like a true gentleman. I mean, you're a humble guy, man. Honestly, you are. And the fact oh, that man. you didn't want to even bring it up is is a big thing. Because, I mean, there's, there's a lot of you know people out there that one celebrity or somebody reaches out to them, all of a sudden, you know what? I'm farting and it smells like flowers. It's yeah. like, who do you yeah, think yeah, you? Yeah. Who do you think you are? And they blow it up and make a scene. Yeah, we're bigger than. And you know was. what it is? That's that's all they talk about. That's all they talk about. I ran into Shaq at the gas station. It was the best day of my life. You? Is that a true story? Or you... oh, I ran into him, but it wasn't oh. the best day of my life. Oh, they want to. He's going to be signing with the Clippers next week. Who? Shaq? You? Me? Yeah. I bet he oh. is. That's yeah, that's what I'll I mean. Sign with the Clippers as a cowboy, maybe. Even uh, if it's thing, uh, water boil, <laughs> the H2O distributor, baby. Well, the Clippers are doing uh, better than the Lakers so far. So. Who I was going to work with on my new album, I could say that, was Nipsey Hussle. Oh, wow. really? Is that what you Oh, man, shit. That was one of the – I've never been affected by, you know, someone dying that I, that I didn't personally really know like oh. this. And I had just uh, – so I was, you know, working with Scott Storch, and I had this song, and I had basically – basically a friend of mine, someone I work with who was really close with them. And he's like, yo, we can get Nipsey on the album. He'll do it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, because Nipsey is like kind of in LA. He was like the one, you know what I mean? Yeah, right bro. Now, the guy was like, um, you know, he's not like a mega star, but he was like, 
you know, for hip hop fans and like just LA, like I had the perfect song and I was like super excited about that one. And I know he's not easy to get. He's not the type to just do songs for everybody. So we had created the song uh, specifically for him. I did my part. I left his verse open. I send it, paperwork, everything. It was sent on Thursday, March 28th. And he had agreed to do it and everything. And then his manager texts me like, yo, we got it. Talk to you top of the week next week. But then on Sunday, he got killed. It was just crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's basically, it was a project that was in the works and it just all yeah, fell apart within happens. days. Crazy. Not the Nipsey thing. Like for me, I personally hadn't heard of the guy until he passed away. Honestly. Well, he no, was. No, and, and, and I think a lot of people, because he, like I said, he's, he wasn't like a mega star. Yeah, that everybody would know. Uh, but like, I have a lot of, I was a big fan because I have a lot of similarities in a weird way in our, in our journeys. He's done it for like 15 years. Finally made it mainstream last year. His first like major album, Grammy nominated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he, and then he only enjoyed it for a year. Yeah, you know and he was saying? very giving person as well. Yeah, he gave yeah, back to the community really big did. time. He did a lot yeah. for the. Community. Yeah, and it's crazy. A lot of people didn't didn't know that that it was like, dude, he helped out a lot of people who were like in poverty, homeless. A lot of people are saying that's probably why. I mean, there's a lot of reasons you never why. Know you song. never know, there's man. Conspiracy Way too many I, theories. You know, it's definitely possible, and it's definitely also not possible. You know what I mean? It's yeah, you've you've heard all the you've heard them all, right? But it, it had to do with I guess we'll never know, really. you being a pharmacist, right? What do you mean? One of the conspiracy theories about him. Oh, with Dr. Sebi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was doing a well, documentary. That's what I was trying to get to, but I didn't want to push it too yeah. far. <laughs> also, my pharmaceutical field. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Listen, guys, he's a, le he's a legal drug dealer, not an illegal drug dealer. Yeah, that guy the didn't legal pharmaceutical industry might be crazier than the illegal yeah, it's, one. It's, I'm 100%, It's man. worse for you with the legals than it is with the illegal Cla Claudia says both of you are um, community leaders and great artists. I really appreciate that. Cla I've been hearing that a lot this week, and I don't want to go even near comparing myself, but I appreciate the sentiment. You know, Of course. Saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Do we have any other questions for Armin? They were asking about the release date of this new big album you're working on. I, I really don't have a release date. I'm just like about halfway in with making it. So probably more towards the end of the year is when I'll know more. Uh, before that, I'll probably release other music because I haven't for a little while. Uh, in 2017, I started this Mean Monday thing, like you were saying. I was dropping a song every single week for a whole year. Mm -hmm. And then I went another three months. So that was 64 songs in 64 weeks. And then I kind of stepped back and started working on the album. So now I'm just kind of in album mode and, and, and seeing. I'm just trying to make the best possible music. This, the producers I'm working with, Monday, the people bro. I'm working with is definitely like a whole different level. It is Monday. We're live. Go for it. <laughs> we, we, we always say with, uh, with, with the wise nuts, we're bringing excitement back to Monday. So. TGIM, bro. TGIM. It is Literally. Monday, bro. TGIM, I like that. I like any, that. any other questions for him before we kind of... Uh, yeah, I actually wanted to talk to you about the Armenian Cypher. Any new yeah. ones coming up? I've been, uh, I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking about bringing it back. And I've seen some like interest, new talent kind of that we could put in there. Because I don't want to bring it back if it's the same, you know, same guys. Same guys. And to be honest, half of them are not even active. And the other half by now are not even active. Even then, they weren't really active. Yeah. A couple of them, I had to like beg them to like, okay, just do this one cypher for me, bro. That's it. And, that's and then I would notice the only thing they would do is that cypher once a year and nothing else. And that kind of like bothers me too. It's like For me, it's like you're committed everything. Yeah. And, and I don't want to just like put whoever on it. No, no. You're so in. I'd rather not do it if I would do it right. You know, so I'm definitely thinking of bringing it back. 
Uh, that is you, depends. right? You're the one in charge. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. In charge, meaning, you know, I just came up with the idea and told everyone and then we we did it every year, you know, so. Okay. So, yeah. Anything? Henry's homeboy, Greg, has a question, but tell him to watch the damn show. Greg, go watch the damn show. What did he bigger. say? He's asking who's Armin. <laughs> tell him to unsubscribe from the wise nuts tell him follow me <laughs> subscribe to greg. wise nuts and to army's channel i'm, there you go. I'm yeah, banning man. you greg sorry bro sorry we, um, sorry we have to a, our, our first our first our first ban <laughs> <laughs> while army was on our while first army was on. <laughs> and it had to be Henri's friend uh yeah. do you wanna do you want do you guys want to do the 10 questions with uh armin yeah. as well no i want to know day in the life of army what do you i mean yeah, yeah as an artist that. I have, I have no idea what it's like to be an artist. I mean, I'm a, I, I'm a musician as a hobby. I just play music, but I'm right. not an artist by any means. So, right. what does an artist do? You wake up. What do you do? It kind of, uh, it kind of depends on what cycle you on. Mm -hmm. So, like right now, I'm in. Well, not counting this week because it's going up to April 24th. So yeah. it's a lot of different events and stuff. But, and then I'm going on tour. Um, but when I'm back from tour, it would just be like album mode. So the main thing would be making music. So I would wake up, I would hit the gym. That's what I've been doing the last couple months, which is great. And then, you know, going in the studio pretty much all day. And then um, here and there at nights when it's like industry events or like, you know, anything kind of like networking wise, that would be at night. And then sometimes back to the studio or go home, mm. you know. But it's really just trying to stay creative and get the best music out. When you say tour, are you touring alone or you got... So, yeah, I'm touring with uh, two artists from the East Coast. This mm -hmm. is like non-Armenians, Chris Webby and, and Annoyed. They like, uh, you know, just independent rappers like myself. Uh, each of them got a big following. So Chris Webby has a huge following. Um, so it's we going... I was on tour with them uh, last, what was it, September, October. We did like 18 dates kind of from Texas to like the West Coast all the way up. But now we're doing Canada. So how many cities do you guys hit? We're gonna do like twenty cities in Canada. Oh wow! Um, so actually, the tour was starting this Friday on the nineteenth, but I decided to miss the first four shows because it's like April twenty-four stuff. Yeah. And I'm gonna perform at the March, and I'm gonna do all this stuff. So I feel like that's important that I don't miss that. So. And dude, we appreciate you know for somebody as a public figure like yourself. The man. fact that you continue to promote this and, you know, tell people about it and continue to spread the message. Dude, it's huge. You have a huge following and not not a lot of people as far as, um, you know, who are public figures in the Armenian community spread it as much as you do. I mean, they'll mention it every now and then, but right. the way you do it, bro, it's just, it's all over the place. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It kind of became, you know, once I committed to it, then <clears throat> I'm the type to just go all the way with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um you know, I it kind of organically grew into this big thing. And then I kind of became the guy to like push forward. And we started like visiting schools and doing like little talks to the kids and stuff. And it kind of like, I don't want to just stop doing that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah it's important to me. Alan has a question. But I don't know if we should answer this truthfully or not. He's asking, do you write your own material? I don't know if you want to let him know. I write it and you just. Yeah, I write the material, that's not, Alan. That's not cool of you to just say that, bro. Like, for real. You, you know what I'm saying? Now they're going to know that you ghost write all my shit. <laughs> the secret is out, ladies Let's, and gentlemen. All right, guys. Here, know, the mastermind. Manager, I don't know if we should go there. <laughs> there they can expose everything. Tina promised me it'd be cool. Yeah. And, and he just wrote But yeah, it. I definitely write my own. Like, 
you know, not, the new generation kind of thinks it's cool when other people write. You know what I'm saying? Because that's kind of a thing with like the whole Drake ghostwriting thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of like a hip hop purist. You know? Yeah. I, I definitely got to write my own. You know, we have songwriters, meaning someone might give the song idea or help write a hook or something. But like my raps, you know, that's 100%. How about the melody? You write 100%. the melody as well or something? That's what I'm saying. Anything that I do, uh -huh. it's it'll be me. So if I have like a singer singing something or, you know, something on the chorus or something of the song, yeah, we have, you know, there, there'll be other people. When you collaborated with Jacob Barman, was that your music or was it Jacob's? So me and Jacob been friends for a while. That was basically, the song was his song. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So he came up with the with the beat basically yeah. you know what I'm saying? the canon and all that stuff yeah he created the music and then he gave it to me and then i came up with the concept like living diaspora i did my verses and i did some stuff in the middle and then he brought the girl in krista marina and she yeah. did the chorus so yeah that like, was a, that was a really really nice yeah, song I as like well the whole canon and stuff in there that yeah. there's something about it when there's like a that there's like that little touch of that armenian instrument in there it just it, it when, hits home man jacob plays it I mean, oh yeah jacob's you can't jacob is a, <laughs> he's, he's a, a hell beast, of a, man. he's a true beast yeah he's, he's a true music have you seen his drum he's set bro it's just like whew. have you seen his childhood videos yeah, yeah yeah that's insane well the he's guy crazy. grew up with music all around him his that's dad crazy. and everything as well he's a perfect example of his parents pushing yeah. you know feeding the passion yeah, and making him reach his potential with you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but he was signed to Prince. He was right with yeah. like ten yeah. years old or nine years old. He was he was Prince's tour drummer. There you go. But so like when Prince was touring, he was mm -hmm. the one drumming at like ten years old. That's isn't that insane? <laughs> Think about that. I got an eight year old. <laughs> I got an eight year old nephew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's insane. This guy's yeah. on tour with Prince wow. at, at ten that age. And know? and didn't I, I thought uh, Michael Jackson at the time was also Michael Jackson trying too. to get him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the story is actually Michael Jackson hit him up first mm. and they I, I guess worked together <clears throat> for a little bit, but then I guess the molestation charges kind of started happening uh, or the accusations uh, and his parents pulled him out of that. But uh, if you ask me, I don't think he ever reached his full potential. I mean, with Jacob? that type of talent. Dude, he's I know, I know what you're saying as far as like Stardom. He didn't get stardom. To start. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I don't know what a drummer, besides being a drummer of someone like a Michael Jackson or a Prince, like I don't know what else there is. You know, like, unless you create your own band or something like. Yeah. You know, like look I, at I don't this, know. That would be something to ask. Look at it this way: Travis Barker became yeah. famous because of Good Charlotte, and then he went on to his reality show, and then he started doing music as far as. But then he produces. And yeah. He, yeah, he does a lot. Then he started that's producing true. and stuff. Right. That's where they were like, okay, you know what? I want to do something with Travis Barker. Why? Because, well, if Travis Barker never went into the producing, producing and the, uh, the reality and stuff, no one wouldn't know who he was. Everybody, they're like, okay, you know what? It was a drummer from Good Charlotte. That's it. Right. But when you're on the Johnny Carson show at five, I think when you're old enough, you could probably play for Metallica. You could play for. Anybody right. you want in the there's world. There's a That's, clip of the drummer from Metallica saying Jacob Arm is the greatest drummer of all time. Well, there you That's go. possible. Mm. But I feel you. You know, and I, don't I think you the, know what I don't I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't have the answer to that. I've That's always, maybe it's I've always come, wanted bro. to ask That's him that. Because, well, we should have him yeah. on the show. We, are, I, you know, my childhood friend Ani is a good friend of his, and they, they used to, she used to produce some of his shows at the time. But uh, so I've been to his, some of his yeah. concerts, but. Um, Another Ani, my wife, has a question for you. She says, have you written any songs for other artists? Uh, I have. It's kind of like no one really known or anything. But actually, recently, I started working with this like publishing company that's working with like major artists. So mm -hmm. they, 
they have like major producers that send beats and then I would like write songs to it and send it out and then it might end up on something, you know, something big. But uh, yeah, that's something I'm doing right now. You do that. But do you feel like, for example, rap, it should come from from like the actual, the heart, the soul and the gut. Like it's something where, you know it what, should. you like you're rapping, right? Like maybe the vision that you have or the lyrics that you have or the vocals that you have, you write it down on a piece of paper and the way you basically you know, as they would say, the way you spit it, it comes out differently than yeah. it would be. Like, for example, if you were to give it to, I don't know, man, just call in another rapper and you say, you know what, here, here's the lyrics the, for it. The thing with songwriting is, I guess if you would know really the process of it, first of all, if you would write for someone else, you would kind of write it with someone in mind. You know what I'm saying? So like, for example, I'm going to write this for, you know, this guy's album, you know? And then as a MC type of rapper, like a lyricist that writes all his rhymes, I would maybe just do a hook on the beat you know what i'm saying so he can do his verses his raps but 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 helping each other with hook ideas and choruses and stuff like that that's that's considered you know what i mean that's, yeah that's acceptable that has nothing to do with the rapping part so i might not you know when i say i write a song for someone doesn't mean i create the whole song and give it to him you know what i mean i might create the main hook part of the song and then he might take it and make it his own and then add the, you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah, that's yeah. Kinda, it's kind of like a team effort so. i understand yeah one of my favorite videos you got is She's Gotta Go. That's probably been my favorite. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites, too. She's Gotta Go. Video. Yeah, that one. I, I like that video. I don't know. Everyone has their favorite, I guess. No, no. Yeah, that's a good one. Of course. I mean, well, let me ask you this. Who's your, who's your favorite rapper of all time? Uh, a couple years ago, I did a, a tribute mixtape to my two favorites called Nas and M. So like growing up, I would if I had to pick, I would say Nas, Eminem, and then the third one would be Pac. Um, those would be my favorites. So you got if I had to choose. So you got East Coast and West Coast, both both sides basically. Because you got Nas is East Coast, Pac, yeah, and then well, Pac's a New Yorker, but then he's it's it's West great. Side New Yorker. Yeah, I think he's West Coast. Yeah, I know he is West Coast. Yeah. He's West Coast rap, but the guy's a New Yorker, and it's like completely different different yeah. style. I thinking I like mean, somebody. I love, I love every. You know, every style of rap, pretty much. Even the nowadays, the radio, what the purest hip-hop guys would say, like, all oh, that garbage right now. Some of it, I think, is really genius. It's just a different talent. Okay, so you let me I'm ask saying? you this. What about all these, like, for example, these the new rap that's coming out with all these, like, sound effects in it and all yeah. these, like, and put and all this yeah. stuff? I mean, what do you... Me listening to it, bro, it sounds ridiculous to me. I feel like you. the Migos and stuff, man. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I like Migos. I'm not a... <laughs> that's what i'm saying they're not like my favorite but they they have something to them that they really created their own flow and their own style see i just respect like when something is like original and it's you know what i'm saying it's I, their own all these other littles you know the little this and the little that they kind of look up to migos you know what i'm saying but you listen so you brought to up like you know migos i actually like migos there's a lot of them i don't like but like i do like migos but see, it's like i like future i like travis scott i like um what else is there? Right to now? be honest, out of all of them, I think if, I think Future is the one that I could actually listen to because he doesn't he doesn't do it as much as the rest of them do. Yeah. Migos it's have different. A... It's just it's just hip hop has become so big. Same thing we just said with like different nationalities are accepted now. There's also like mad different styles now. You do you know, think that style will continue, or you think it'll die out? I don't know. It, it just kind of evolves, you know. Like it evolves. Everything kind of changes eventually. So ten years from now, it'll probably evolve to something else. But there, you still have your like, you know, Kendrick Lamar's and your J. Cole's, and you know what I mean. And then you have your Migos, and then you know, there's just the, you have your Drakes and all those other guys. Right. I get it, I get it. But it's just, it's so funny to me, bro. But for the hip hop purist, I feel you. It's not, you know, it's different. It's, it's you know it's what really I learned just different tonight? Music. I learned, you know, a lot about hip hop. I never knew that. 
No, serious. Are you serious? Yeah, I didn't know you were. I listen to him. I listen to everything. I listen to rock. I listen to rap. I listen to everything. I thought you only listen to John Tesh. Sometimes on weekends. (laughs) Kenny G. No, but honestly, I didn't know you. Yeah, I listen to to polka too sometimes. I listen to everything. The only thing, to be honest with you, the only thing I probably don't listen to is country. You listen to Russian music too? I listen to Russian music. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, know Russian music. That's I the listen, one I listen to I French. Listen. I listened, to, bro. Charles Aznavour was one of my favorite, as far as like French, because obviously he was Armenian. Yeah. But his music was something I I loved listening to, and uh, yeah, I listen to everything. I, well, Good. now you learned something new about me. Of all the years we've known each other, you did not know I listened. Well, I knew you were a real estate, but I, real, <laughs> I, I, I am I am real estate. Yes, I am real estate. <laughs> I got a vouch for Armand. He's actually a good musician. Not you got to listen to his. What do you uh, play? Or- Come on, But he has to be underwater when he does it. <laughs> I play piano. But it's all just my own music. He improvises. Yeah, you got to listen to his no, stuff, really man. Stuff. He's... Uh, Every time you do, you do lives all the time. Well, you used no, to do. Used to. You got to start doing that. Come on, bro. It's either why, why is not sir? Piano, you tell me. If I do piano, then you just dedicate your time to one thing. Well, looks like I'm not going to the office tomorrow. (laughs) 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 Looks like I'm practicing all day. Uh, Rick, I'm sorry. I I I decided to leave my uh, my business behind, and I'm going to be doing this full time. So wonderful. If you guys need anything real estate related, I'm sorry. Call Rick. (laughs) Call Rick. (laughs) (laughs) No, call 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 Lilith. She'll take. What happened to your comedy career? My comedy career went down the drain a long time ago when that was dropped on my head. <laughs> what about the Chippendales career? The Chippendales career is still going on on the download. That's every time Doc- I go to Vegas. Uh, doctors nice. said there's nothing they can See, do. See, with these it. guys, you know what it is? When they bust your balls, you got to go with it. Because if you get... It's... Uh, any other questions before we wrap it up for the day? What is he saying? Okay, so I don't know if we Tina talked you, about that. Yeah, so we kind of talked about that. Yeah, we did. But yes, we do have plans. But Fred, yeah, account. I don't know if they heard Tina, but Fred, yeah, yeah. Fred's question was basically, uh, does Pentagon have any plans of signing anybody in the near future? And, you know, we talked about it. We touched base on that, definitely. Yeah, yeah we do. Okay. Any, any other questions? Any plans for new shows coming up besides April 24th? So, no, I'm going on a Canadian tour, and then I'm back, like, mid-May. And then for now, I don't believe we have anything specifically booked, but... You know, it always comes up every few months or whatever. Right. But I'm really trying to focus on this album after after this tour and everything. Beautiful. Questions and then we wrap it up? Ten your, questions? Your or cousin's no? been bugging me. What the hell is he saying? Asking me to ask him about Rafi's kebab. How much do you like Rafi's, Rafi's kebab? Do you? Your cousin probably follows me because I always talk about them. Is that oh, what really? it is? is okay. what I don't is? know how <laughs> Rafi still hasn't sponsored me. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. <laughs> they don't sponsor you? It's ridiculous. All right. We gotta, as, so as let's cut it off I, right uh, here. That's it. No, this is what we're going to do. No more Rafi's kebab. We're going to Rafi's kebab on Friday. Wise Nuts and Armin together. And we're going to sit down with Rafi and talk business. I was thinking of inviting Armin, but maybe not now because if he's not sponsoring me, then fuck that. Yeah, bro. Don't even have him on the show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Black belt, bro. I like carousel too. There you I go. I like good food, really. Well, I like whichever one sponsors RV. <laughs> Dude, you know what? It's 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 fun. It's it's crazy to me. You have a guy here who basically is devoting himself not only to like the music thing, but to our people. And it's like we're supposed to be helping each other out. Right. I get it. You don't want to sponsor or anything. 
it, it's like I meant it as a joke, by the way. No, I know. I mean, there's some truth to that to the joke. I'm not talking. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not talking about Ralphie. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. No, no. Don't throw the people card. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, you guys. I'm not talking about Ralphies. Don't talk about not that. But there are people out there who, as far as you, you're you're creating something, it's for our people. But there's so many haters out there that basically look at it and they they ghost follow you, and they're like, you know what? Uh, let him do whatever he's doing. I'm still going to continue to hate on him. But it's like, dude, it's like, it's we're we're all one. We all went I mean, through this together. That's, that's part of the game, you know what I'm saying? And there's also yeah, a lot, but, there's also a lot of people that reach out and and especially in our community, a lot of like really accomplished people that would reach out and. Say what can we do to help you move? A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying. So it's two sides of that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's not about it's not about you or it's not about this. It's about us. At the end of the day, look at it this way: the Armenian genocide is still not recognized by many many uh, countries. And yeah. believe it or not, France was actually going to be doing uh, a ceremony mm-hmm. at Nor- at uh, the Notre Dame uh, Chapel, Until and it, that shit wow. burned down today. Really? It's not shit, yeah. but don't. I mean, I know it burned down, but I didn't yeah, know it was going to be there. It was going to be there this year. And it's like, I was, I That's turned the crazy. news on, I'm watching heard, it. I'm like, I heard more about Turkey. I'm like, some, someone, some politician from Turkey said that's the reason it happened. Is well, that's all, con- that's all controversial stuff, man. I know there's a lot of Turkish people over there. But like I was Holland like, and just Europe in general. Germany. <laughs> Germany, yeah. I was, I'm watching it. And I was like, oh my God, like two days ago, I was reading about, uh, a ceremony that was going to mm-hmm. be there and all of a sudden you're looking at the, the it, first the roof was on fire yeah. and then now the whole chapel's burnt down I was like oh my god are you yeah, kidding and it's 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 a you're talking about something that's thousands of years old not even like something that was built in like 1800 or something of course and it's funny there was people at our office we were talking about it they're like oh it's just a church it burnt down I'm like oh, dude do you understand old. how yeah, old that that like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean it surprises me how it's made of brick. How did it? No, but there was there was a lot of there was a lot of trees. Thirteen hundred trees. It's not out of brick. No, I read today it was thirteen hundred trees uh, that the, it took to build it. A lot of eight hundred years. Well, well here, the roofs are all wood. Yeah, it was all wood. Here's the thing: when that thing was built originally, uh, the the framing of it was wood, and then there was obviously stone around it as well. And throughout the years, they continued to do renovations to it. So, from what they're saying, it was there was a there was a million dollar project put into it to kind of renovate it, and an electrical problem happened, which caused the fire. Yeah. Which I'm surprised. I'm like, if that damn thing was not retrofitted for fires and stuff sprinkler system something but unfortunately i mean uh, it sucks it sucks really 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 bad because um but they already made promises of rebuilding and everything it's gonna take years man that's sure it's gonna take years for that but uh you know our our prayers go out to the people you know in france so um alan wants to know where can people get your music everywhere itunes music spotify itunes title any streaming services yeah. and when you when you look Where for his you name your music yeah, yeah r dash m e a n right it's the so, letter r and then mean like a mean person there you go mean mondays like how i've been tonight was, not really I was you 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 were, you were actually very nice today was that? you were oh. actually absolutely <laughs> you guys get a room <laughs> hey then listen this is the room bro. i'll take you to the room <laughs> this is the room we nah, just gotta get out <laughs> yeah. wrap, all right let's do uh let's you guys want to wrap it up yeah. are we good or do we have any more questions because i want to make sure we answer everybody's questions are before we call questions? yeah i'll do the 10 well Ar- do it. armon seems to be obsessed with you brother he wants to know do you like game of thrones 
Ooh, man. Come on, man. Come on, Armin. I'm almost embarrassed Tina to say does. that I'm, I'm not. You've never seen it. Thrones. Are you serious, bro? That's right. Trust That's me. Right. My friends bust my balls Tina. all day long. I know. I believe it. You Don't know, ever I, get I into try it. to get into it, and I watched the first three episodes, and I kept falling asleep, and I just couldn't do well, it. Well, the first three – oh, you got to watch it with somebody I to know. kind of explain to you what the hell's going on because the Trust first three me, episodes – Don't do it. Do you watch it? I know. Don't, I know, guys. I know. But do you watch it? Don't waste your time. I'm going to wait till the season's over, and then I'm going to watch it, binge watch it. I think it's amazing. I can't wait for a week. I don't have that time. You're going to binge watch it? Yeah. So don't go online. You're gonna, you're gonna ruin it for yourself. I don't go online. I don't I have already know all kinds of stuff that happens, and I don't even know. These are. <laughs> right? Do you watch it? I know John yes. Snow died, but not. Yeah. I do. I, I do binge watch it. We just watch. I've never it. seen one Do you watch? I've never it? seen one show. I've never seen a minute, whole minute. Yes, I waited two years Any for show? yesterday. No, no the we watched it yesterday, but I rather watch the whole thing right after each other. Yeah, they say it's the best show ever. I believe it. You know, I'll get into it one day. I think it'll be inspiring. Other shows. I think you got to binge watch it, kind of, which is what I did. The first, what is it, season nine That's now? why I'm waiting eight. for it. Eight. eight. The and first it's the last one. The first six seasons, no, I just Armon, watched it. I'm just it waiting in. for it to end, and then I'm going to get into it. There you go. Armon, maybe you can invite him over to, because this guy's a Game of Thrones fanatic. I yeah. Mean, he posted all over the well, place. Why is not fanatic oh. too, bro? I think, well, Armon, let's ask know, you a question. Do you it. like Wisenuts more or the Game of Thrones? Ooh. <laughs> that's a that's a question. That's a question. Tough question. That's a tough question. Tough question. You can't you can't say anything. All right, well, <laughs> what would your All right. question? The same question. <laughs> so what, so what we do is uh, we've decided we, uh, for the past two shows we've been basically asking our guests as a closer we made ten questions simple questions it's fifty uh, fifty and uh, we end the show on that so with you uh, there's a couple 50 of meaning what as yes in it's, it's no. one or it's a this or, or that a or b basically so first question is typical question. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Tea or coffee? Tea. Ooh. <laughs> spoke it. Spoke it. Bro. Well, I'll say chai could thing. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. I, I needed the coffee today. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked for coffee. Summer or winter? Summer. Beautiful. Shower or bath? Shower. <laughs> hey. Hey. How many men do you know that take a bath? I take a bath once a week. Oh, no way. Um, and, and you know what? Raise. Hey. No, no, no. Raise CBD thing. We that are leaving. Was that before or after Menopause you started doing that? After Menopause. All right, should this is an important one. Okay, this Pizza is an. Hey, shut behind. up. This is an important one. This is a very, very important one. Pizza or burgers? Ah, burger. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> are we really all for three on that shit? <laughs> burger, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're the only one that loves pizza more than anything bro, else. Pizza is just. I love pizza too, but. Bro, it's just cheese, bread, and tomatoes. Oh, there you go. Rafi's kebab. Again? Online shopping or in person? Online. I don't, I don't hate shopping. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Yes. Pac or Biggie? Ah, oh. I already answered that. If I had to choose, we Pac. Oh, for sure. Stepan Partamian or Dr. Phil? <laughs> Sorry, Stepan John. <laughs> really? <laughs> I can't All right. believe you said that. Okay, Stepan told me in, uh, I don't know what year it was, at GCC. That's why I always remember. <laughs> I always remember I was part of the ASA, and he was there, and he told me one time that Armenians should not be rapping. Are you serious? He when said I that. I was like 18, yeah. And I still uh, hold the grudge. Ooh. Really? He's he's guy, well, he's going to be on our show before he leaves to Armenia permanently. Before, uh, oh, he's leaving? He's leaving permanently. Nothing is permanent. Well, that's what he says. Yeah, he's not going to be permanent. permanent. That's what he He'll said. Here, Have like, you moved here permanently? As far as... We may end up going back somewhere else. I don't know. You man. never know. Somewhere else. Going back. You're going back. Or, to or going place. somewhere else, I should say. Uh, not back. 
Well, because you said back somewhere. Okay, love. Okay, mistake. well, how about we do this? When Stepan comes on our show yes. for the last time, we'll basically tell him, listen, let's make a little bit of a wager. Yeah. If you come back. Ask him if he remembers that. Yeah, well, actually, remember we're going to bring it up. This guy probably remembers. I'm going to remember he was that. telling show. me how it's not our culture and all that. Well, nothing is our culture with Stepan. I don't think we have a culture with Stepan. <laughs> no, we do. We do. We do. But his is a little But then one time man. he did tell me he loved open wounds, but he hated everything else. And he'll support uh, you. Well, now he's going with this whole general lift. That was years later. Again, yeah. when, I, when he was at a, one of those events where I performed another song and then open wounds. And then he's like, yeah, I do like that. But the other one is trash. He's just like them. <laughs> just like those just other like rappers. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, last three. guy's too Armenian. No? Uh, he is the he's Armenian. Armenian. Yeah, he's, he owns the Armenian.com. He is bro. the Armenian. So, Arm, you win $50,000 or a friend wins $500,000? Oh, a friend wins $500,000. Hell yeah. Uh, Which friend? Depends on which well, friend. That's, you, pick the you, you pick, bro. You pick. Like a good oh, friend of yours. She's, like going, she's going me. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, you, well, no, of course it'll, it'll say Tina. Okay, if, yeah, if you win 50000 or Tina wins five hundred. No, for sure. There you go, see? Because Tina will give him fifty. dollars <laughs> Tina will invest a half a million. <laughs> Tina will give him five it'll, it'll help the business. Yeah. Yeah. She'll invest into Pentagon yeah. or something. Uh, speak any language or speak to animals? I don't know if you're an animal. You like animals or stuff. I love dogs, but I don't get the question. Speak any language? Like learn a new language? No, no, no. You could speak any language you want or you could speak to animals. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, speak to animals might be dope. I know enough languages. All right. This is, <laughs> this How many is, do you know? That's a really good question. Well, Armenian, Four. Dutch, Armenian, English. Dutch, English, and Farsi. Farsi. I'm not too fluent, but I can, oh, I he's can carry fluent a conversation. In Farsi. Definitely. I can carry a conversation. <laughs> Mine is Ali Farsi. It's not it's that. office Farsi. <laughs> it's get you in trouble, Farsi. Okay, last question. And this is going to be an actual good one because in the industry you're in, I mean, it, you can go 100 years in the past or 100 years in the future. Wow. Well, 100 years in the past, hip-hop didn't exist. So, future. Future. Beautiful. Armin, thank you for being on the show with us. We oh, appreciate man, you taking you your time out of it. Um, you guys, if you're not following Armin, follow him on Instagram. It's at Armin, R-M-E-A-N. Yes. And then uh, follow him on Facebook as well. We'll put his links to all of his, uh, his social media on, the, on our post as well, on our page. Uh, anything you want to mention before we wrap it up? No, Call it a day? That's it. We pretty much covered everything. Beautiful. Appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Oh, March for Justice. Yes, very important. April 24 at 1 o'clock in front of the Turkish Consulate. Let's all come out, show strength in numbers. There we I go. expect you guys to be there too. Absolutely. Um, starts at 1 o'clock. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Right. Thank you. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys next week, and we'll let you guys know Thursday night, who's everyone. our next guest. Good night, everyone. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. Good night. Thank you, brother.